0: Welcome to the Proper Lookout podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of mccabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of the Proper Lookout podcast, broadcasting from our new offices in Chatswood. I'm here with Ilana Chandran. Thanks for having me, Renee. On today's episode, Ilana and I are going to be exploring the new Motor Accident Injuries Act and more specifically, what constitutes a minor psychological injury and trends we have noticed with decisions surrounding this topic. So Renee, what constitutes a minor psychological injury? I'm glad you asked, Ilana. According to section 1.6 brackets 3 of Maya, a minor psychological or psychiatric injury is a psychological or psychiatric injury that is not a recognized psychiatric illness. Part 1, Clause 4, Brackets 2 of the Maya Regulation 2017, however, adds more clarity by stating that an acute stress disorder and an adjustment disorder are included as a minor psychological or psychiatric injury for the purpose of the Act. Great. So this means
2: every claimant's
1: psychological condition
2: will be measured by the person's quality of life and how it is affected on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yes. In order to do a proper assessment to see if the diagnostic criteria for recognised psychiatric illness according to DSM-5 is reached, each claimant's injury has to be analysed on a case-by-case basis, taking into account the number of symptoms, their severity, duration, and of course, the impact of those symptoms on everyday functioning. So how
2: has this been applied in decisions arising out of Maya? And is this being adhered to in practice in assessing minor injuries? Great question, Ilana. There have been a raft
1: of case studies published on Sarah's website, which have provided insight into how minor psychological injuries are being assessed. Acute stress disorders and adjustment disorders are being confirmed as minor injuries And interestingly, even if an adjustment disorder has anxiety or depressed mood diagnosed alongside it, it is still considered to be a minor injury. What about the assessment, Renee?
2: Are they taking into account DSM-5 criteria properly?
1: Well, symptoms appear to be seriously considered and are in fact being diagnosed as psychiatric illnesses in accordance with DSM-5 criteria. A diagnosis of adjustment disorder with mixed anxiety and depressed mood was noted to be a significant psychiatric illness. And symptoms consistent with a diagnosis of post traumatic stress disorder, as per DSM 5 criteria, are noted to be non minor injuries. That's interesting. So, adjustment disorders can be regarded as non minor injuries, is that right? No, on its own, it can't. There needs to be accompanying symptoms to allow for DSM 5 criteria to be met. For example, If a claimant is diagnosed with adjustment disorder with anxiety, this will not be enough for it to be a non-minor injury. There still needs to be other symptoms present for DSM-5 to be met. What other psychiatric illnesses are being regarded as non-minor injuries? Post-traumatic stress disorder and major depression, as well as major depressive episodes, are being assessed by the Dispute Resolution Service as non-minor injuries.
2: What about when the claimant's original psychological injury deteriorates over time? How will
1: this be assessed? That's a great question, Ilana. In Case Study 9, the claimant was suffering from acute stress disorder and or adjustment disorder. However, by the time the assessor conducted the examination, this had actually manifested as post-traumatic stress disorder, which, as we know, is a non-minor injury. The dispute resolution service held that the claimant's psychiatric diagnosis began as an acute stress reaction, which by definition occurs immediately after a traumatic event and has a time limit of one month. Since the condition then extended beyond the one month time frame, it is considered post-traumatic stress disorder.
2: It's appropriate that the dispute resolution service is comparing the claimant's life pre and post-accident in order to arrive at an informed decision as to the claimant's diagnosis and categorisation of the injury as minor
1: or not minor. That's right, Ilana. The future challenges now will be to see how the limitations regarding minor injuries will be interpreted. Sections 3.11 and 3.28 of Maya states that where the claimant's only injury or injuries are soft tissue or minor psychological or psychiatric injuries, they will be entitled to statutory benefits for up to six months only. In addition, Section 4.4 provides that the injured person suffering minor injury will not be able to make a claim for damages for either non-economic loss or economic loss.
2: So that means claimants will have no entitlement to non-economic loss, even if the claimant's permanent impairment is greater than 10% WPI, if they have only suffered
1: minor injuries. Yes, that's exactly what that means, Ilana. That said, treatment and care may continue beyond 26 weeks, even in minor injury cases, where it meets certain criteria as set out in the Motor Accidents Guideline 5.16, including where the treatment and care will improve the claimant's recovery.
2: That's intriguing, Renee, but perhaps we should leave that to another episode of the Proper Lookout podcast.
1: Thanks for joining me today, Ilana. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. And join us next week for another informative Proper Lookout podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Curwood's full team of specialists.